0: Hello, I'm John Eldridge, and welcome to the Ransomed Heart audio podcast. For more information on Ransomed Heart Ministries, our resources, and events, please visit us online at www.ransomedheart.com.
1: Just this morning, I woke up once again, as I have over the last couple of weeks, John, with with this sense of just being a child. I mean, the way the way I've woken up has actually been I'm sleeping, I'm with my wife, but I feel like I'm the third person in the bed and then I'm the child. And that, shouldn't there be an adult here? And I'm not that adult. And there's been a persistence to this feeling of impotence and childlikeness and immaturity that I didn't know – what to do with and my first instinct was to go after from a warfare perspective and certainly the enemy can use something like that to just diminish and to accuse me and so on and so forth and what was so interesting is i just took these dreams and this kind of sense of waking up into this to god and because we're talking about interpretation i just asked him what's going on there lord what is that it was so interesting because he just immediately said, it's okay. This is me while you're sleeping, going after some very young places. And I'm going after and ministering and doing some work in untouched areas while you sleep. And you're just kind of waking up from the surgery, feeling some of the effect and the impact of the issues I'm going after. And it was like, ah, oh, okay, okay okay, you know, this is God at work and he's doing some profound deep healing as I sleep and I don't need to go to shame, battle mode. Striving. Yeah, I'm a wreck. I'm disqualified for ministry and all of that internal angst. It was great. Lord, I love when you're doing work subconsciously (laughs) while I'm asleep. Thanks for sparing me. (laughs) So, I mean, again, it's just interpretation. And the fruit of God interpreting that was? Light-hearted, gratefulness, go for it, God, love you. Yes, how do I cooperate? Is there something I do now? Aware of this? Friends, welcome back to the Ransomed Heart Podcast. You've been listening to Craig McConnell
0: telling a story about interpretation. I'm John Eldridge, and we are... In uh, the second week of a series on interpretation and how crucial it is, this week we want to jump straight into a very specific realm, and we'll take a new realm probably week to week. This one, internal issues. What do you do with your internal chaos. I mean, first off, are you you even aware of it? Are you, you know, the emotions that come out of nowhere, waking up to feelings, um, fear, anxiety, just discouragement. Honestly, I've been kind of battling waking up feeling really heavy hearted Mm -hmm. lately. And to be honest, it began, began to really kind of concern me. It wasn't just a day or two. I mean, it was, Was weeks of it just waking up to a heavy heartedness, and then you know after I would get up and kind of go through my morning routine and pray through the daily prayer, you know about an hour later I'd be fine and I'd be great, kind of back to John and actually looking forward to the day. But it was that initial waking up. I'm like, oh, something's going on here internally. I can't even name. I don't even know what this is. This heavy heartedness, and because it began to carry on. You know, over several weeks, I began to go, whoa, like, is this depression? Mm-hmm. A- am I stuffing some core pain, you know, issues, whatever, and I'm actually entering into kind of a period of depression? Like, yes. you know, like, what is going on in my internal
1: world? Yeah. Yeah, John, I think most of us have some internal feelings, overwhelmed, anxiety. Uh, fear, just some need for affirmation, validation. And one of the issues with emotions is simply that because we feel them, we take that as true and they feel unpleasant. We take it as negative, like something is deeply and horribly wrong with me. And
0: pause, 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 pause.
1: Friends, did you hear that?
0: Craig was saying, simply because we feel it, we think it's true. mm mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, how much does that determine most people's experience of their life? It's just, right? I'm not feeling excited today. I must be losing my passion. Or I'm feeling really attracted to this person. You know, wow, there must be something there. Well, actually, no, neither one of those are
1: true. Just because you're feeling it doesn't mean it's reality. Right. Well, you know, as we said in the last session, ask him. And... God, it could be any number of things. Your diet, hey, you need to exercise or let that go or hey, there's something deeper. I mean, it's like our emotions are great little idiot lights that something is going on, but how in the heck would we know how to determine that? We'll turn to a counselor, a pastor, or friends, which is appropriate, but ultimately for most of us, we kind of leave out God and say, What's going on? What is this emotion, these fears, these anxieties, this overwhelmed feeling that I have? Ask
0: him. Now, this isn't to say that your emotions are not legitimate. Yes. Okay. Emotions are a wonderful gift. They really are. And there's kind of a practice in one section of Christianity that, you know, the more you can deny your emotions, the more spiritual you are. And man, that is not what you get in the Psalms. I mean, my goodness, if you want to take a journey through emotional health, just read the Psalms. I mean, every possible emotion is expressed there and sanctified in Scripture, right? I mean, God is saying, look, your emotions are given as a gift from me. Pay attention to them.
1: There is a time to cry
0: and a time to laugh. Exactly. And sometimes sometimes our emotional response to our world is absolutely appropriate and perfect. Yes. Okay, it really is. What we're trying to say though is that most of the time our emotions are actually the result of interpretation. Yeah. It's not A equals B. It's A plus B equals C. There's an event, you have an interpretation, and then you have an emotion to it, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, just a simple thing of somebody doesn't call you back, Mm -hmm. right? And you go to feeling lonely Mm -hmm. and isolated. Mm -hmm. You go, wait, wait, wait. Did you realize that there was a step that you took in there? You didn't just go from they didn't call me, I'm feeling bad. You interpreted that. Mm -hmm. There was a middle step of interpretation there. And so while our emotions are a gift from God and a very valuable indication on how we are doing and what's going on, we also want to say they're not the sole barometer of reality. Lots of things affect them. And what we want to try and offer in this episode on interpretation is some categories for interpreting your internal chaos, your internal world, the shifting currents that every person experiences in their internal world.
1: Yeah. You know, what's beneath those emotions or maybe causing them, John, That that we can understand and then address is much of what I may be feeling is – Coming from some very young place in me, we all have those young places, those broken places where Craig McConnell at 62 have a seven, eight and a 12 year old kind of parts of me that when I'm living from that 12 year old, I'm feeling the things a 12 year old feels. And it feels really inappropriate to a 62 year old. Yeah, And so
0: you feel guilt, shame, confusion. When in fact it makes total
1: sense. Yes. If what this is is a boy inside. And in that interpretation then solicits kind of an invitation to God. Oh Lord, there's that young place again. Come, bring healing, yes. bring hope and joy, bring maturity. I give you this place versus I'm a schmuck, I'm a mess, that's my bad dog, good Haven't dog. Haven't I gotten past yes, this? All you those. believe this? All
0: that stuff. Gang, this is really important. Our young places, one of the categories you use to help interpret your internal world. I was marrying recently college friends of my son's, and he's a great young man. He's in his mid-20s now, super guy, but he was kind of freaking out wedding day. And that's normal groom stuff and that's all good and fine and but as we were praying for him and praying over him, I was really moved by Jesus to kind of speak to his heart and say, Look, there are some younger places in you right now that don't feel up to this, that don't feel adequate to the task. They're not getting married today. Okay? The man is You know, I'll call him Robbie. You know, Robbie, the man, can handle this. He's ready. He's stepping up. God's in this. But some of the emotions you're feeling right now are just younger places in you feeling totally inadequate to it. And to allow Jesus to interpret that and not say, oh, I'm such a weak man. I'm just not ready to be married. What was I thinking? No, actually, you're perfectly ready, and God's in this, and everything's well. It's just that there are these younger places. And the beauty of the ministry in that prayer time was Jesus simply telling them, you don't have to carry this. Mm -hmm. This is for the older Robbie, right? Mm -hmm. The younger you just gets to be young and gets to be loved by your father.
1: That's so good, John, because... A proper interpretation alters how we feel and the choices we make. Another category is sin. I mean, Galatians just talks about the fruit of the flesh. And those fruits, those qualities, the hopelessness. Anger, jealousy, judgment, yeah, rage. Those are strong feelings. And not only feelings, but those affect us physiologically. I mean, what is, what is the long-term effect of living with anger, rage, jealousy on relationships on your health Mm. and so one category with our emotions is simply you know hey what's the status of my communion and walking with God and Lord is there anything in my life that the natural fruit of is these symptoms or these emotions that I'm feeling Mm. sin can explain a lot just take unforgiveness if you live
0: with unforgiveness over a long period of time, you're going to be absolutely exhausted, and you're going to lose hope, and you're going to mistrust relationships. If you just take the immediate experience of, man, I'm just exhausted, I feel numb inside, I don't trust people, I feel disconnected, I'm just weary. Who is God? You could go, wow, that's my reality, when yeah. in fact, you have to go back to, well, actually, did you realize that you've been carrying unforgiveness for eight years and Mm -hmm. it's taking a toll on you? So our theme will always be ask Jesus, but what we're offering you are some categories as you walk with Jesus to kind of interpreting internal stuff. We still battle with sin. You know, we believe in the good heart, but that doesn't mean there's no struggle with sin anymore. That's just a huge category. um, Years ago, Larry Crabb and Dan Allender helped us understand sin. Is sin is simply your search for life apart from God. Yeah, you know, and so fear, anger, anxiety; those are often symptoms of I am desperately looking for life. And it has nothing to do with God. Therefore, it's uncertain. People are getting in the way. I'm furious at them. It feels so vulnerable. I mean, just being aware of. Where is my hope set? Yeah. Where am I looking for life? Is a really good category to know. Is sin kind of taking, taking away my joy, my hope, my life here because I'm looking for life outside of God?
1: Yeah, I think so much anger and anxiety that we experience hinges on that. Just the idolatry of our pursuits. Compulsions, even
0: right? The compulsions that we find ourselves drawn to, pretty good indication that we're looking for life there. I can't live without this. And then all the anxiety that goes with that. I think I want to connect this to another category of simply unresolved emotions. I mentioned that God had taken me back in a Prayer and worship time to my interpretation of an event um, betrayal that took place uh, back in when I first became a Christian at age nineteen and joined a church super excited this was back in the Jesus movement pumped for Christ and and then this betrayal took place and I just had no categories for it but there was this unresolved issue of rejection hmm. and then what I began to notice was that. Current episodes of rejection would, like, peg the meter. Like, they'd elicit this internal response that was way higher than the immediate moment really, frankly, required or was appropriate to. And so God takes me back to show me, look, this unresolved emotional issue, in this case rejection, it might be loss, it might be fear, whatever— That's adding to your current experience of life and really, frankly, kind of distorting it, accelerating it, blowing things out of proportion. And so just a category of unresolved emotional issues, really helpful to go, whoa, Jesus, like, I know that person just said something that was kind of rejecting. But my internal reaction is going bonkers right now. Come into this. Show me why. Why? This doesn't fit that. Show me why, Lord. What's going on here? And simply unresolved emotional issues can create major current chaos for us or distortion of our interpretation of of the world.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Another kind of category to think in, John, is uh, I'll use the word misery. (laughs) Misery we feel and what's beneath that and I think oftentimes the misery, that sense of just life, it seems like I'm misplaced, I'm not fitting in or something like that. One of my experiences, God was using misery actually to move me from one place to another. It was misery that brought me to God going, what is this about? And it was actually one of the quotes in your book, uh, Desire, you know, should not... King in exile, be miserable and feel miserable. It is his ally. it pushes him you know to seek his country yes. and so there was this option of just staying in misery, and that is my lot that is my story. that is what I have to cope and find Christ to deal with. My life is going to have a high level of misery when actually. You know, the misery was God pushing me into something different. God could be in it. Yes. And once I begin to address, what are you saying? Where are you taking me? What is going on? Mm. I realize, oh, the misery dissipated, and it turned into, okay, new chapter, new phase. Yes, Hope, anticipation, expectation.
0: Yes. Friends, do you hear how important it is to ask Jesus to interpret your internal chaos? These emotions, not just assuming that they're telling you what's true. Now, they're important. We're not denying emotions. We're just saying they need a little interpretation, right? And there's often an emotional reaction to an event because of the way we interpret it. Inviting Christ in to our interpretation. It might be a young place. It might be unresolved emotional issues from the past. It might be God. It might be sin, right? What is this, Lord? What are the categories that you use other than just, I'm feeling this? Mm -hmm. It just drives me crazy as a counselor how many people feel things and just accept it as their reality, right? Well, this is how I am right now. Well, was that how you were 24 hours ago? Was that how you were last year at this time? Well, no. Well, let's get some interpretation of this. your emotions are important. They're telling you something about your life, but it may not be based in reality, yeah. right? Or it may just need interpretation for you to move past it. And, Craig, you you gave a category, and this is going to sound so banal that it's almost dishonoring emotions. But, friends, can we just talk about, like, your diet and your exhaustion level? How are you physically? I had a pretty embarrassing moment last night. I um, – I found myself kind of anxious. In the evening, the house was quiet, Stacy was doing something, the basketball game I was watching was over, so I wasn't preoccupied by anything, suddenly aware of my internal state of being, and I found myself kind of anxious. And I'm like, "Whoa, Jesus, like I feel anxious. Is this what's this anxiousness about?" And, and he just kind of casually says, "Do you remember how much caffeine you had earlier?" <laughs> <laughs> I, I just went, "Oh my goodness." Right. Oops. You know, yeah. I kind of overdid it on some tea that I was drinking, had several cups, got a little high on caffeine and found myself anxious an hour later. Nothing to do with warfare, nothing to do with brokenness. Right. Yes. So, I mean, Francis really does need to be a category. If you run yourself like a racehorse and then you struggle with issues of anxiety or depression, you know, if you eat horribly, right? And then you struggle with, you know, just episodic emotional roller coasters. Hey, that's not wounds. That's not brokenness. That's not sin.
1: Yeah. I don't know if there's a correlation here, but since you brought up eating, I'm just aware of how there's this, this part of us, John, or me to be specific, that almost doesn't want to submit to God's interpretation. There's some parts in life I'm not sure – I'm open to his interpretation or I want to hear, get his input. I'm fine with mine, even though it may have me paralyzed, stuck in misery or feeling, you know, just always tired or anxious or angry or depressed. There's this this part that in all this and asking God It assumes a submission to him like, Lord, I'm asking. I'm willing to hear whatever you say. And the
0: reason we don't. Ask him. Yeah. What's that pushback? What's that? No, I want to stay in this emotion. No, yeah. I, it, What is that about humanity?
1: Yeah. Yeah. We find these comfort zones even in misery in depression. It actually gives some clarity. You know, I'm depressed because. Now, it's a misinterpretation, but it explains things and we're fine with that.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rather than risking, I may have to give up this unforgiveness. Rather than risking, I am looking for life in a way that God's not providing it, and I don't want to hear him say that i don't want to hear him say he's not providing that right now, right, so I'd rather stay in the anxiety versus get to the real issue beneath it, which is my search for life without god yeah. right? I, don't, I don't want to change i don't want to let go of this anger at this person, so you know I'm living in an angry place, but frankly i I kind of like it. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. But why don't we ask Jesus more? Lord, interpret this for me. Emotions are legitimate. Mm -hmm. Your internal world is vital. It's really important. But it may not be based in God's interpretation of things. Ask him, Lord, what, what is this? Is this brokenness that needs healing? Is this a warfare assault? Lord, is this just a young place in me that needs love? Is this rooted in my lifestyle? I'm just utterly exhausted all the time. And that's why I'm discouraged, down. Lord, help me here. Show me what's going on with my internal world. Interpret this for me.
1: I just want to squeeze a whole lot more into the session, but it's good to end here, and it's great to know that we're going to be lingering in this topic and discussing, conversing, and just trying to listen to what God is saying to us about interpreting our world and our life. And thank you for joining us, and we hope you'll join us next week in this continuing series on interpretation. And of course... If you'd like more resources on a variety of subjects, issues, check us out at RansomHeart.com or the RansomHeart app. Thanks for joining us.